Trey Lewis with Good Landing Recovery, and you're listening to The Comeback. Welcome back, everyone. What an honor to have the Christina Bennett with us this morning on The Comeback. Uh, So glad that we caught her this morning on the front end of her speaking tour before she heads to Atlanta. And then I think from there, she will, you're going to be heading to Phoenix. And um, anyway, just uh, she has a remarkable story of God's grace, and God has given her many different platforms to include Capitol Hill and the White House. So, big honor to have Christina with us this morning. Christina, without further ado, tell us your story. Thank you, Trey, and everyone from Good Landing. I'm really grateful to be able to be on your podcast, The Comeback, and I just even love the name, The Comeback, and I love how God restores us, and He redeems us, and He truly fights for our life, even when we've been through difficult, trying situations. I want to just tell a little bit about my personal story and how God redeemed and how He rescued me even before I was born. My mother got pregnant with me out of wedlock. She wasn't married. And when she told my father that she was pregnant, he pressured her to have an abortion. At the time, he'd already had two different kids, and I don't think he wanted any more. And so he told her that abortion would be the best option and made it very clear that that's what he wanted her to do. She was going to a church at the time, and had a mentor that was teaching her the Bible and helping her grow in faith. And she went to her mentor hoping to get some help, you know, hoping to have a listening ear. Unfortunately, when she told her mentor that she was pregnant, this woman said, if you come back to church, I will be the first person to put my foot in the door and not let you in. So she did not expect that kind of response, that rejection from this woman that she trusted. And now she was dealing with the pressure from my father, the fear, the worry, and on top of that, the rejection from this woman who was teaching her about God. That really just led her down the road of pursuing an abortion even more. She went to Mount Sinai Hospital in Hartford, Connecticut. The year was 1981. And she made an appointment. She met with a counselor, but unfortunately, she didn't get any counsel. So different than women who might go to pregnancy resource centers and get support and get options counseling. They took her money and they told her that this was the best decision for her to make. And she wasn't told of any other resources. She wasn't told of any support. They put her in a white robe and she was just waiting to go in to see the doctor. But before she went into the waiting room, when she left the counselor's office, she stopped for a moment in the hallway and began to cry. She wasn't making a scene. She was just gently crying and processing everything. And in that moment, God broke in. In that moment, God sent a janitor who was at the other end of the hallway who saw her crying and walked right up to her and lifted up her chin and looked her in the eyes and said, do you want to have this baby? And even though my mom had already paid for the abortion, even though she was minutes away, even though she was in her hospital robe, she said, yes. And I think sometimes that's all God needs is for us to just say yes. He provides the opportunity. He sends someone into our path that can help rescue us 
But we have to choose it. We have to say yes to God. And my mom could have said no in that moment, and I wouldn't be here telling the story, but she said yes. And when she said yes, this woman told her, God is going to give you the strength to have this baby. And so she spoke that truth into her life, and she told her to go put her clothes back on and to leave. Well, she walked into the waiting room getting ready to go, and the doctor called her name. And now it was going to the to the next level, because when she walked into his office, she saw that there was blood on the floor from the last abortion appointment that he hadn't even bothered to clean up. So when she saw that, she was really disgusted, and she said, I changed my mind. I want to keep my baby. And he said, no, you've already paid for this, which shows you where his mindset was. And then when she said, again, no, I want to keep my baby, He tried with false compassion to say, oh, you're just nervous. You're going to get through this. And she said, no, I, you know, I want to keep my baby. And then the mask came off and he yelled at her and said, don't leave this room. But by God's grace, she had the strength to walk out, to practically run out and to run down the stairs and to call my dad on the payphone and tell him that she was leaving and that she'd kept me. And so my mom kept that story actually in her heart for a very long time. She never wanted to tell me that. And it wasn't until I was in college and I was at a church and someone approached me and said, God wants you to know something remarkable happened around the time of your birth. So I asked my mom what that was. And she said, I met an angel, but I don't want to talk about it. So I left that alone, and later I asked her again, Mom, can you please tell me what you mean by, you know, you met an angel? What happened around the time of my birth? And then she said, you would hate me if I told you. I can't tell you you'd hate me. Because she had shame and guilt like so many of us do when we do something or almost do something that we know is not right. But she told me. She opened up and told me. And that really changed the entire course of my life. I ended up shortly after that getting connected with a a pastor, a prophet, an intercessor named Lou Engle, who was praying for the ending of abortion in Washington, D.C. I ended up getting connected with him and moving to Washington, D.C. and praying in front of the Supreme Court for the ending of abortion for a few years, then coming to Atlanta and praying in the International House of Prayer Atlanta in Lawrenceville for a few years, praying for the ending of abortion. I am a, a black woman, and uh, God's really put a burden on my heart to pray for the black community when it comes to abortion, to expose the racist uh, intent of Planned Parenthood and the way that 78% of their abortion facilities are located in lower-income minority neighborhoods. God's put a burden in my heart to set the captives free I've been delivered, like Moses, like Jesus, and different people that had a death decree over their life. God delivered me, and I know that he wants to use me to help deliver other people and to help set other people free. And so even though I was really on the brink of death, death was surrounding me, and I had no ability to fight for myself. I had no ability to defend myself. God reached down from on high. He rescued me. He delivered me because he delighted in me. And I believe that he can do the same for you. 
whoever is listening to this, no matter what your circumstances, no matter what your story is, everything can change in a moment. All you have to do is say yes to God. He can rescue you. He can set you free. He can deliver you. All you have to do is just trust him and he will make a way. He'll make a road in the wilderness and he'll make streams in the desert because he wants you and he loves you. And that's what God said to me, Christina, I wanted you. I wanted you. And if I wanted you, how do you think I feel about the others? And I went on a journey to figure that out. And I realized that God loves all of us and he wants all of us to live in freedom and wholeness. And if you're listening to this story and maybe you've had an abortion and maybe you still feel pain, maybe you feel guilt, shame, maybe you have nightmares, maybe you think my child will be five years old, 10 years old, there is healing for you. There's freedom available for you. There's a lot of resources. One quick one is uh, Support After Abortion, www.supportafterabortion.com. There's licensed counselors and people that you can call. You can go on the website. You can talk to them. There's resources. There's books. You don't have to live, whether you're a woman or a man. There's men who also feel pain from paying for an abortion, pressuring a girl to get an abortion. You don't have to live with that for the rest of your life. You can have a comeback story. You can have a story of redemption and healing and restoration as well. So just reach out because God is there and he cares. Christina, thank you. So well said that he is there and that he does care. And, you know, you hit from so many different angles, such a very complex subject, speaking to God's heart, but then also for those, you know, and just the nature of our podcast, The Comeback, that we are oftentimes speaking to a lot of broken people who have made a lot of of bad decisions. And to know that it's it's not about God's judgment, but that it's about his love and it's about his redemption. And that, you know, if you have had an abortion, that there's still a plan and that he is going to work that together for his good and for his glory and to be a part of your story. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing with us today. Such an honor to have you on here. And we look forward to having you on again the next time that you are in Atlanta. Guys, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. It is a privilege and an honor to be able to serve you. If you or someone in your family is struggling with addiction, please give us a call. It's 770-570-7422.